Nick's family, what's poppin'? It's your boy. And we're here for day three of the New York Knicks training camp. Bernard King, legends, come to visit the Knicks. Marcus Moore is talking old school basketball. So let's uh let's get with this, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk a little bit. Let's go. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're not following me or you're not subscribed to the channel, please subscribe to the channel right now. Ring that notification bell. You'll be notified anytime I go live, drop a video or post on my community section. If you're watching me on Sportscaster, follow me on Sportscaster. You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff, man. All that good stuff. So let's talk Knicks, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm not going to be on terribly long because I do have basketball practice to get to in, in a short period of time. So, you know, we're going to go through, we're going to look at some of these interviews, listen to some of these interviews and talk about what they said. Because the overall theme that I got from today's camp was old school Knicks basketball. That's what I got from the camp. Not that I was there, but that's what I heard. From the interviews that I listened to that the Knicks really did focus on old school basketball. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to talk some old school basketball. All right. Now, David Fisdale, he did have some words to say about our boy Alfred Payton. I like some of the things he said about Alfred Payton. So the first person that I want to listen to is David Fisdale. Then we'll chop it up and talk about what we heard from David Fisdale. Okay, because David Fisdale, you know, he talked about Alfred, Alfred Payton being a relentless guy, a defender, one of those gnats that really get under your skin. You know what I'm saying? And those are the type of guys, you know, when we talk about this old school basketball stuff, those are the type of guys that you want to have on your team. Those guys that get under your skin, that make you mad, you know what I'm saying? That makes your skin crawl, makes you want to fight them. You know what I'm saying? We got guys like that, man. We can be, well, anyway, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm talking about. All right, so we're going to go ahead and take a listen to David Fisdale, right? We do got some guys in the chat. Isaiah, he's at work. You know what I'm saying? About to get himself fired so he can listen to the New York Knicks. But he's in the chat with us. But before we get to Isaiah, now nah, don't wave yet, Isaiah, because they can't see you. So don't wave yet. We're going to listen to David Fisdale first. And then we'll get to Isaiah as we talk about David Fisdale. Ladies and gentlemen, this is David Fisdale talking to the media after training camp today. Let's take a listen. You mentioned something about the offense yesterday, more diverse. When did it hit you that you said, you know what? I want to add to the, to the playbook. Well, I knew it the whole time. Just last year, I just didn't think we could retain a lot of complication. And, you know, it was just trying to teach them uh, just basic spacing, how to play out of certain situations and things like that. But I just felt like those with the young kids being a year older um, and the guys that we brought in coming from places that, you know, they had some really good offensive coaches. I felt like this group can handle more stuff to where we get different movements, cutting, things like that. They're picking it up pretty good. Was last year more of a heavy on control and isolation and not 
Definitely more of that. Um, you know, we didn't have a lot of post-up options, uh, especially after Ennis was gone. And so it was much more pick and roll and uh, open attacks. When you look at last year, correct me if I'm wrong, it seemed like there was a point where like developing young guys was prioritized over wins and losses. Is there like a pecking order coming into this season? Is it like winning games, developing guys, and then something like that? Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, development, you know, it should always be happening, I feel. And, um, you know, but I do feel like this group is more ready to win a little more than last year. So we're challenging them to go out and win every game that, they, you know, that we play in. And, uh, you know, through competition and, and fighting for your minutes and your spot, um, you know, you will develop. No, we're learning it right now. We work, you know, we talked about spacing and fundamentals and stuff through our individual workouts and small group workouts. Uh, so we got to implement some concepts uh, in, in those situations. But the whole, the, the total, um, you know, we wanted to put it out here on the floor and show them together. That's going to be dependent on them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're fighting for your minutes in practice against talented players. Uh, we're still going to need those guys to win games. Uh, you know, they're going to have to play well for, to help us win games. And the minutes will be determined on, you know, performance. How intriguing is a guy like Porter? When you coached against him, what did you, what did you know Bobby Porter? Oh, Bobby. How intriguing is he for you? He's, he's very versatile. Uh, you know, the fact that he shot almost 40% from three last year, um, you know, he's a guy that, that's really good at rolling into the pocket and making plays out of the pocket. Um, you know, he's an underrated passer. You can run offense through him in the low post and elbow areas. Um, and defensively, I think uh, he's gotten a bad rap. I watch him on film, and he does a lot of good things helping his teammates uh, and rebounding the basketball. What have you seen from Alfred Payton so far? Intensity. He is a tough cookie. Yeah. Is that, how much does a group like this with the young guys, how much do they need that? Uh, no, nah, it's just that it raises the level. Um, you know, he, he really he brings a lot out of uh, Dennis and Frank and, and, and you know the other guys with his level of intensity and the way he competes. So much talk about the point guard situation. Can you envision playing two or three of those guys at the same time? Yeah, Dennis, absolutely. Frank and Alfred. Absolutely. Well, what we're going to try to do is, is, you know, slowly build it the right way, you know, with fundamentals and simplification and, you know, but at the end of the day, I want him to be himself. I don't want him trying to be Steph Curry. That's not, you know, Steph is, you know, those are certain guys in this league that that's what they do. Uh, Alfred is a pace guy. He's an attacker. Um, I think he's a big guard that can post some guards. So uh, I want him to keep being himself, but at the same time, we will continue to grow a shot. He seems like a guy, a pain in the neck to play against, a guy that is going to battle you. Yeah, he's a, he, he's an irritant. And and I love the fact that he rebounds the ball. Like, he goes and gets the ball. I, you know, you saw last year, he had like three triple-doubles in a row. Um, the guy just is always engaged. He's always trying to help his team win. Uh, and like I said, he's got an edge to him that I like. How would, you do, how would you characterize your new offensive program? 
Like, it's obviously not the triangle. So I got I can't wait to read this story. He <laughs> uh, wants you to give him his headline. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Burn, but I know I just want to get the ball over half court quickly. I want to get the ball moving. I want to get a lot of guys involved in the game uh, with the understanding of whoever's got it going that night, we got to keep that guy going. Um, you know, we're going to be an attacking team, a team that gets into the paint. I want to be a team that gets to the foul line. I still feel like at the end of the day, you know, putting pressure on the rim is the number one priority. I think that's where it creates everything else. Um, we got more three-point shooting this year, so I expect for us to maybe shoot a few more threes and make a few more threes. Um, but at the end of the day, if guys are good pull-up jump shooters, I want them shooting that shot with confidence if they're open. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So you heard it from David Fisdale right there, and I'm going to say just, David, don't read the New York Post or any other medium. You know what I'm saying? Just do what you're doing because guys are going to, they're going to write, they're going to say stuff anyway, man. So just go ahead and, and do what you're going to do, David. But anyway, let's uh, let's unpack some of the things that David Fisdale said. First and foremost, uh, I want to talk about Alfred Payton because I know my man City, City for real, is loving what he just heard from David Fisdale about Alfred Payton. And the way that Alfred Payton is bringing the intensity, the way that Alfred Payton uh, is just like a gnat and gets under your skin and bothers you. And, you know, he, you know, his intensity and the way that he approaches the game obviously is going to have a positive effect on Dennis Smith Jr., on Frank Nilakina, because they got to step up. They've got to step up. If they don't step up and play the game. Alfred Payton is going to be there. That Alpha Wall Street, as my man City For Real likes to say, is going to be there. You know what I'm saying? So they better step up, play hard. Now, look, for Frank, he's kind of a, a Alfred Payton mini, right? He's a clone of Alfred Payton. He's taller, but he's a clone of Alfred Payton so far in his career and the things that he can do on the floor. So you got two guys at that point guard spot. That can really play some defense and harass you. You know, the point guard spot, that's the point of entry. That's got to be your first line of defense right there. So to have two guys in Frank and Alfred Payton that can play aggressively on the ball, pick up 94 feet. And there's some people that waver about Alfred Payton. I think he plays pretty good defense. That's my opinion of him. You know, and hopefully Dennis Smith Jr. falls right in line, falls right into with that group of guys which I think he will it's gonna have to you know what I'm saying when you when you're setting a culture like that guys fall in line guys fall in line you heard David Fisdale say you know right now he's you know they're just kind of starting to put in just a few concepts of the offense we talked last night about some of the the details and he went through and went over some of the diversity and details cross screens uh, pin downs, uh, moving off the ball, those type of things that he wants to do. But right now, and you'll hear from Kevin Knox later, they're kind of getting into the flow of the offense. They're working on the fast break, right? Getting the ball up the floor, getting used to each other's movements, uh, getting used to each other's tendencies. Now, training camp is short, so you got to start getting some of these things in soon. Because they play Monday. Now, um, you know, Monday is just a preseason game. They have like four preseason games so they can get more sets in 
you know, as they're moving through preseason. Okay. But I do like what I hear about Alfred Payton, you know, and I'm going to get to some of these guys that's in the chat because we got some guys, we got some more guys in the chat. We got the French Knicks podcast in the chat. Who's Mark is in the chat. Isaiah's in the chat. Andy's in the chat. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we got some guys to talk to. And we're going to get over here and we're going to talk to these guys real quick, all right? Um, I'm going to start off with Isaiah since he got the colorful shirt on. You know, uh, Isaiah, you want to sit down and get in the camera for me, my man? Got the, you know, the the colorful Bill Cosby joint on, looking dapper, dapper Dan today. Isaiah, what's popping, brother? How you feeling? Not much. I had to show the jewelry off a little quick. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, don't show it off too much. You still got to go outside. You know what I mean? You, don't, you never know who's watching the stream, you know? I'm not scared in this town, but you know. Okay. Um. Alfred Payton, talk to me about Alfred Payton. We talked to him, we talked about him a little bit last night, but you heard what David Fisdale said. He's a gnat. He's that gnat kind of guy. Brings a lot of intensity. You know, kind, him, kind of the guy that can I'm set gonna, the tone defensively from that point guard spot. I'm gonna say it again, man. I think we got a lot of a good defenders on this team. I think we got a lot of sneaky defenders on the team. Um when it comes to it. I'm excited. Like, if we got Frank and if we got dudes that can defend the perimeter, if we got Frank and Alfred Payton and a couple other guys on the wing, man, listen, we, I'm not even joking, we can be a top 15 defense. Not even joking. Okay. All right. Well, you know, let, let, let's get there first. Let's get there first. Let me ask you this. They asked David Fisdale about playing some of these guys together, playing Frank and Alfred Payton together, Frank and DSJ together, DSJ and Alfred Payton together. Uh, what do you think about that? I, li I like it, man. If we can get some of these guys, I, I'm, a, I'm really big into the ball movement. I, I always like having two or three ball handlers on the court at the same time. So uh, if we can keep the ball moving, and we got guys that want to play unselfish, if we play, if we got all these unselfish guys, man, we can get open shots. You guys cutting guys doing screens, we can get really good offense. Okay. All right. Let me get to Mark, because I do have a question I want to ask about that. Mark? Yo. What's good, man? What do you think about what David Fisdale said, playing some of these point guards together? Frank Nilekina, you know, you know who our point guards are. Playing them together. What do you think? Well, what's so crazy, right, when you think about the combination he could run with and – you could run Dennis Smith with Frank and Alfred Payton with Frank, but you can't run Alfred Payton with Dennis Smith on the floor. So I think Frank Frank will play an important role this year behind those point guards playing okay. defense. Okay, can so, so why can you not play? Why can't you play Alfred Payton and Dennis Smith? Because Dennis Smith needs the ball and Alfred Payton needs the ball to operate. Okay, all right. And I, Okay. They're not off-ball guards. They're not off-ball guards. Okay. All right. And, and now, let me ask you this. Having any one of those three on the court together, are you concerned about the shooting? Yeah, because— Up until this point, up until this point, they have not been shooters in the league, right? They shoot—all no. three of them shoot a bad percentage from three. They're not consistent. Yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. last year, 29%. Frank Nilekina last year, 29%. Uh, Alfred Payton last year, 31% from three. Are you concerned at all about if, if two of those guys are playing, 
Now you're starting to close your offense in a little bit because they can't spread the floor. Well, if, if you have the combination with Dennis or Frank, I'll be okay with that because, again, it's not that Frank can't make a shot. It's, it's, is he willing to take it? So if he's taking the threes that he's, take, that he's taking in FIBA, I feel a little more better because it's not like he has a broken shot. He can, he can make a shot. Last year, it was just, is he willing to take it? He just wasn't willing to take these shots. But this year, if he's coming with the confidence, willing to take the shots, I'm okay with that. As long as he flings them up when he gets the space to be open, I'm fine. But with Dennis Smith, I haven't seen him in a real game to 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 see if his jump shot is consistent. Now, if his jump shot is dead, if, if he shoots 35% this year from three, uh -huh. I'll be okay with that. I, I'll take that. If he if he if he yeah, I'll take I'll that. that. I'll take that all day. Take that Alpha, all day. Alpha Payton, just the way he shoots, he's, he's I'm never gonna. And the way he plays, I don't think he's ever going to be a three-point today. He, he probably could make a shot, but... Well, he had a couple years at Alfred... He had a couple years in Orlando, a year or two, where he was shooting 36, 37% or something like that. Yeah, but he wasn't... You know? Yeah, but he... The, you have to look at the defense. Now, if he's taking, like, one or two, two threes a game... I think, right, but I think he had decent attempts. Yeah, I think he had decent attempts. It was the year before he left... Orlando. I think he had some decent attempts. He was shooting 36, 37%. His shot is not broken. He has a good shot, good form, good follow through, decent yeah. touch. You know, let's see if he can reclaim yeah. it. Sim, he's just not a shooter, bro. He's like, you can tell when someone can make shots and when someone just can't make shots. Like, he could probably make a three from here and there, but is he somebody that you're going to rely on to hit a three consistently? No. Well, well, you don't have. I don't think he has to. He has. To, he doesn't have to be someone that you rely on to do it. You know that you say, okay, he's going to be our knockdown three point shooter. He doesn't have well, to be yeah. that, right? Yeah, but he, but but he does have to be someone who can spread the floor out for you and be able to knock it down uh, on occasion. So look, yeah, so, yeah. so 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 look. I'm gonna read this off to you. Let me read this all off right. to you real quick. All right, his last year in Orlando, he okay. shot it at 37 percent. Not bad. Okay. How many uh, attempts? And he shot uh, 1.5 attempts per game. Oh, that, 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 that's, that, that ain't good. But but listen, that's what he shot his whole career. His whole career he shot 1.5% you know, yeah, attempts per game. But what I'm saying is he did it the one year. He shot 37%. All right. Uh, he was traded to Phoenix. When he went to Phoenix, he went down to 20%. Last season, he was 31. What I'm saying is it's there. The possibility is there. You know what well, I mean? I don't know what it is that he has to correct. What he has to correct is take, like, he don't attempt them. Like, he doesn't attempt them. That, that's that's what I'm talking about. He doesn't attempt them. He looks more to get into the paint, to, cre well, to create and, and to score. That's his game. That's been his game since college. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. But okay. what I'm saying is when he does attempt them, He's had he's had a year where he can where he shot thirty seven percent. Let's see if he can duplicate that year, knowing, uh, you know that is going to be something that's critical for this season. You know, let's see let's see if he can make it happen again. I'm hoping I that have, he can. We, I have we, a question to ask you. Yeah, I've been thinking. I kind of want R. J. Barrett to come off the bench. Don't listen, man. You, 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 the chat's gonna kill you. Watch it. No, Watch I, it. Every time we talk about that man coming off the bench, they come for people's neck. I, I don't care because I just realized something. 
because of the lineup, right? Because of RJ Barrett, I want him to work on his strengths this year more than more than anything, which is scoring within close to the paint. Uh-huh. And because Randall is gonna be mostly in the paint most of the time to start the offense or to, to score an offense, I kinda want this the, the, the bench unit to, to rely on RJ to develop his offensive game. And then in time he probably get the starting spot. But I kinda want him off the bench to refine his offense and stuff like that. To have a little more a little more attempts off the bench. Because I think when, when he's in the starting lineup, he's not gonna have the attempts that he would have if he's coming off the bench with the young guys. I kinda want that I kinda want that chemistry. Okay. With All the right. young guys. All right. With, All right. I've been thinking a couple of days about that. Okay. okay. All right. Um I'm gonna to get to the. I'm gonna to get to you guys that join this French Knicks podcast. I'm gonna to get to you uh, and my man guest. Uh, if you can put your name in there, so we know who you are. I'm gonna to get to you guys. Uh, but before I do that, I want to go ahead. I want to get to some more of these interviews because there's a few interviews today. We heard from David Fisdale. Uh, I also want to. I, I want to listen to um, Marcus Morris, right? Because the theme, you know, from from the interviews, is about old school New York Knicks basketball. You know, and I wanted to start with David Fisdale because he talked about Alfred Payton and the way that Alfred Payton is kind of like a a, a nat, an intense, relentless type of guy and he rebounds the basketball, you know what I'm saying? So he's going to put pressure on he's going to put pressure on the 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 opposing point guard defensively. He's going to put pressure on him. You know what I mean? But we want to put pressure and I don't mean full court pressure. I just mean pressure. You know, he's going to be up in your face defensively. But we need everybody to be up in your face defensively. And we have some guys where we can put a good defensive lineup on the floor. Like Mark is saying, you know, he's talking about R.J. Barrett coming off the bench, running with the young guys. You know, we've shot around different lineups, you know, throughout these streams. For weeks, we've been shooting around different lineups. There are some people that would like to see a veteran lineup start the game, like an Alfred Payton, Wayne Ellington. Uh, Marcus Morris, Julius Randle, and then you can go ahead and go with Mitch. Wanted, you know, uh, he's a young guy, but he's the only shot blocking center that we have. You know what I mean? We'll see how it goes. But we, but more than who's starting and coming off the bench, we can put lineups out there that can dog it out. Lineups up there that can get up in you defensively. You know, and play that old school style. The thing that Isaiah doesn't want to hear about. Isaiah don't want to hear about that old school New York Knicks 90s basketball. But I do. Sorry, Isaiah. I do. I want to hear about it. And I want to see it. You know what I'm saying? But let's listen to Marcus Morris because Marcus Morris wants to hear about it. Marcus Morris wants to see it. This is Marcus Morris, ladies and gentlemen. You know, lead by example. You know, keep continue to help the young guys. You know, be a voice. Uh, you know, and I'm a respected guy in this league. So, you know put a lot of work in. I've been in here for nine years. So, I mean, it's kind of easier for guys to be able to listen, you know, because, you know, I've been around and, you know, they can relate to me. What do you expect the offense to look like? Because they always been talking about more diverse offense. I mean, do you think it's going to be a running offense? Or what, what do you... Things will be a little bit of both. Things can be, you know. No, what's up, guys? Obviously, you know, the league is, you know, based on pick and roll. So, Isaiah, look at this, man. You know, moving the ball around, you know, Drew can score well. I can score from, you know, all three levels. Uh, you know, D. Smith can score well. You know, we got a lot of guys that, you know, 
that can put on the ground. Rook can go do a lot of different things. And, you know, uh, really mainly, you know, we want to be a great defensive team first. So, you know, we've been really, you know, focused on our defensive uh, schemes and, you know, making sure everybody in the right spots and stuff like that. But, you know, offense going to come. Marcus, what have you seen from Alonzo? What do you expect from him? I, I expect him, you know, to piggyback off of last year, continue to be play better, play good, uh, score that thing. Uh, you know, for for a second year player, you know, he's really, he's really, you know, improved his game, and you know, he seems like a vet the way he plays plays the game, plays with his pace. Uh, he's, he's got a bright future. I just expect to be on the floor. You know, uh, you know, Fizz know what I could do. You know, no matter what you put me at three, four, or two, it's gonna be the same thing, the same production. He's really, uh, wherever it's at, I think I'd be very effective. Uh, in the day, I'm a smart basketball player. I know the game. I watch a ton of film, so it's not gonna be hard to go from position to position. You know, nowadays it's positionless basketball. So wherever I'm at on the court, you know, I really don't look at myself as a four, three. But, you know. I think you guys will be surprised that, you know, I walk and handle the ball, I walk and shoot the three off the dribble and do multiple things with the ball in my hand. Do you expect to get some playmaking opportunities? For sure. Any of the young guys stood out to you or surprised you at all in these practices or scrimmages? They all playing really well. They all playing really well. You know, they're all very, very coachable. Um, they're willing to learn. They're playing hard. You know, it's, it's not too much kickback from them. Uh, they're listening. You know, I think we have a you know, great group of young guys. and. You know, I'm excited to see how you know it's all translating to the season. I think after we spoke to you on media day, I think Greg Popovich from yeah. San Antonio made a reference to you. Yeah. Used the word unprofessional, and it didn't seem very flattering. But I mean, were you surprised that he singled you out that way? <clears throat> yeah, I was very surprised, but you know, I have nothing but respect for Pop. Uh, I'm not going to sit up here and say anything. You know, obviously, you know they made a big move, and you know, like I said, on my side, things weren't clear for me. So I made a decision based on, you know, what I knew and, and uh, for my family. You know, I, I hope them nothing but the best, you know, going forward this season. I'm in New York now. And, uh, you know, I'm just ready to get started. Do you feel a little bad how it worked out from the Spurs angle? I mean, like I said, man, I got a lot of roots down there. You know, a lot of Kansas guys and guys that, you know, that went to Kansas. So, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, because they made a move and they had a great young player, you know, and, and I feel bad that it had to happen that way. But at the end of the day, man, uh, I'm here to focus on the New York Knicks. That, that Are you wondering how that season opener, I think the season opener is going to be yeah. in San Antonio. Yeah. Are you wondering about the, maybe the crowd reaction? I mean, I'm from North Philly, man. Uh, talking about a crowd. I mean, you booed me, you booed me. Hey, I've been booed before. You know, but at the end of the day, man, I had nothing but love for, you know, Pop and RC and, and Brian Wright and them guys down there. I know them personally, and you know I'm, I'm sad it had to happen that way. And you know, but it's the NBA. That, that happens a lot where guys kind of give like a verbal commit before you. You have to sometimes like wait a week before you sign a contract. Like from, from your standpoint, RJ could play without the ball. I think. Can you still look for other offers out there? The teams usually still come after you. No, I made that decision. It was all on me made a decision myself and you know like I said man I was 
made a decision off of, you know, unknown situations from, you know, things that me and my agent had discussed. And, you know, at the end of the day, I wanted to take, you know, my career in my own hands. So that's the decision I made. As one of the vets on this team, what do you want this team's mentality and identity to look like? Old school Knicks, you know, protect protect the garden. You know, and my biggest thing is no one's coming in there and disrespecting us. You know, if any if anything, we're going to come in there, you're going to get a hard four game, better team going to win. But it's, it's we're not tolerating no disrespect and you know, nobody coming in there and thinking it's going to be easy. So, you know, that's, that's the first and foremost. And I think we got the guys. Matter of fact, I know we got the guys that's going to stand up and that's going to fight every night. You guys got well, I mean, a couple bigs now. Like you guys can play big at times with your minds. I think this said he wants to. Do you imagine like a time when you guys can play a little bit of volleyball? Teams are going smaller now. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna see a lot of that. You know, what I mean, every time I'm on the court, it's volleyball. So you know, I'm gonna use that to my advantage. You know, guys like Bobby Portis, No. Drew Randall's a bulldog, Ty Gibson, uh, Lonzo, Rook. You know, we got a lot of guys, man, to keep you know to keep throwing at people and. I think it's going to be a very, very fun year, and it's going to be a very surprising year. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. One of the things that's going to make sure that these guys continue to play hard throughout the season, go out there and lay it to the other team, it's going to be Marcus Morris. Because let's put it like this. Guy's not going to want to face Marcus Morris in the locker room. If they're not coming out there and playing the way that they're supposed to play, if they're not coming out there and busting their ass every single minute, every single night on the floor, you're not going to want to hear Marcus Morris. You're not going to want to know what Marcus Morris is going to say to you. Right? So some of these young guys, Kevin Knox, R.J. Barrett, Alonzo Trier, Frank Nilakina, they're going to come out there and bust their ass on the floor because they're scared of Marcus Morris in the locker room. That's a healthy fear that you need. You know what I'm saying? A healthy fear that you need having Marcus Morris on the team. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I really do hope that somehow, some way, the Knicks can find a way to keep this guy around going forward, moving into the future. He, he, he can be a vital piece to your team. We don't know what everything is going to, how it's going to flow, how it's going to go. You know what I'm saying? We know that he, we understand the strategy behind his move to the Knicks and what it could look like for him next summer. You know what I mean? But if there's a way we can keep this guy around, let's try to keep him around, man, because he can be good for the team as long as he's a good teammate in the locker room. Let's put it like this. He's going to be straight with you. He may get in your face. He may, you know, he may let you know the truth when you don't want to know the truth. But you need a guy like that. You know what I'm saying? You need a guy like that. And I'm excited to have him. I'm excited to have him. He's really going to set the tone for the Knicks out there. You know, he's going to set the tone. Uh, now, listen, we were just talking about Alfred Payton being in that, being an aggressive, intensive guy. Now you got a Marcus Morris, a guy that can move. I mean, he said he can even be at the two. So you got a guy that can go from the two to the three to the four. Whew. And Marcus Morris. You know what I mean? And play defense on any one of those guys. And, and So I like it. I like that old school talk. Sorry, Isaiah. You may not. I do. I like that old school talk. It's what we need. We need more of it. You know what I mean? I like the fact that he wants to protect the garden. Nobody's coming into the garden this year to drop 60. It's not happening. That's not what we're about this year. You're not coming to the garden to drop 60. 
Go someplace else. Go to Brooklyn and drop 60. But you're not coming to the garden to drop 60. Let me get to a phone call, ladies and gentlemen. Caller, you're on live with nothing but Knicks. What's popping? Oh, before, before, caller, before you go on, let me just give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to my man, Itsy Boywin. Itsy a Boywin, whatever. I, I, I can't really say his name, but he's on Sportscaster right now. Big shout out to you, Itsy. Okay, caller, what's popping with you, bro? Hi. How you doing? Nope. I guess they didn't really have too much to say. All right. Anyway. Caller didn't have a lot to say. I want to listen to, sticking with the old school theme, we're going to listen to Bernard King. Bernard King was in practice with the guys today. All right. We'll listen to the message that Bernard King had for the Knicks. Right. And then we'll, we'll you know, we'll get to the video chat and, and talk about, uh, you know, this old school Knicks basketball. And my man that was on the line, he said, hi, and jumped off. What's up with that, brother? Hi. How you doing? Say something, man. Talk Knicks. Don't be scared. Nobody gonna hurt you up in here. Bernard King, folks. Bernard King. Well, you know, I've always interacted with the with the team. Um, Coach Fizel, um, he asked me if I would consider training, attending training camp, and uh, so I talked to them briefly uh, prior to their uh, workout, just as I did last year. What was your message to these guys? Well, in, in training camp, you, you're trying to um, put in a new system. You're trying to get guys acclimated. And as, as I shared, um, you have to practice as you play. And that's really one of the most important keys that you can take away from training camp is you always practice as you play. And if you do that, uh, you'll play consistently. What kind of tips did you give RJ and Bernard? Anything good? <laughs> well, I, I won't delve too much into our... Uh, personal conversation, uh, but it's obvious to me that um, he wants to be an outstanding player. And anytime you have an opportunity to talk to someone that's had uh, tremendous success in, in professional sports and basketball in general or in life, then uh, you try to glean some uh, some thoughts from them to try to help aid yourself. And um, you know, as I shared with him, uh, the, the key is uh, hard work. I said, hey, when I was an all pro, I used to go in on Sunday. Nobody was in the gym but me. So I was constantly working on my game, and that's one of the things you have to do. What do you feel about his game and what he has to work on? I mean, I don't know if, how much you saw the summer league. I didn't see the summer league, but, you know, obviously I saw him playing college. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I um, told him, when I came into the league, I couldn't handle the ball in open form, but, and as you know, I excelled at that <laughs> at one point. And I didn't have a jump shot beyond 15 feet. And so I developed those aspects of my game. And in any profession, you have to build your skill sets. And uh, he's a, obviously a tremendous talent. He's going to have a great career. And uh, he'll continue to grow as any young player would. Did you know his dad at all when his dad played at St. John's? Or? No, I didn't. What do you think of in general about the team that they put together this year? Well, I, I think they have some very talented players. Obviously, they're the youngest team in the league. But uh, when you think of Randall and some of the experienced players they have in terms of Morris and, and Gibson, yeah. and you have some really good, talented young players that's continue to develop. And, so I do think uh, you guys have a high cloud, so I think that's good. job in bringing free agents that would like to be here and uh, would like to play in this market in New York. What about um, your other team you played for, the Nets, and what they did, and surprised that Kevin... 
and Kyrie decided to go there instead of... No, it really is not a surprise. It's similar to um, LeBron going to Miami. Just Wade and he are very, very good friends, right? And so you had a similar circumstance in terms of uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. They're very good friends, and they wanted to play together. But we're not here. Yep, they asked them that. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't get into their heads and their minds. So, so you would have to really ask them that question. You had a, a relationship with Carmelo when he was here. I don't know if you still do. I mean, are you surprised that he's not on the team at this point? Well, but, you know, Carmelo is uh, one of the greatest players that's ever played a game. I've always maintained that, and um, you know, I'm honored that he patterned a large part of his game after mine. And so, you know, it's, I think it's a little surprise uh, for, for everyone. But, you know, the, the league changes and it shifts, and, and sometimes you have to adjust your game accordingly. But he's a great, great talent and always will be. Do you have a relationship with Taj at all, being a Brooklyn guy? Well, we, believe it or not, we grew up in the same projects in, in Brooklyn. Uh, for a grain, we went to the same elementary school, PS67. And I was uh, told that's why he wears number 67 because of our elementary school. So it's great to see him here. And as I told him, welcome to New York. You're going to love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. You know, you know, obviously, if you're going to win consistently on a nightly basis, you have to have talented players, but you also have to have uh, players that are tough. And if you've looked at the great players over over the years, uh, myself included, and you looked at a guy like Kevin Durant, his demeanor has changed over the years. Michael Jordan has changed his demeanor over the years. Kobe changed his demeanor. All great players have to become tougher uh, to lead a team and become great at what they do. And that's just one of the things that's demanded. And you got some great veterans here. As I told Morris, I love his game, and I think he's going to bring a toughness to this team. And there we go, folks. You heard it. Marcus Morris is going to bring a toughness to this team. I do like the fact that old school, you know, guys like Bernard King come and talk to the team. You know what I'm saying? Now, does it mean that, you know, these guys are going to just automatically take on their persona? No, of course not. You know what I'm saying? But to hear how they had had their success, to hear how they became successful, it's always good for the young guys to hear. You know what I'm saying? Because the same... The same principles that you applied back in 1985, 1983-82, you're going to apply today. The game might be a little bit different, right? But you're going to apply those same principles, especially when it comes to work ethic, when it comes to, uh, 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 you know, the, the mechanics of the game. You know what I mean? Uh, the time you spend studying the game and those type of things. And then, of course, it's always good to play homage to, uh, to to the legends and make sure the guys know who paved the way for them. So I love having them there. I like, the you know, what he's talking to them about being tough. Any good team's got to have some toughness. You know what I'm saying? Old school Knicks basketball. That's the theme. That was the theme of camp today. You can feel it. That was the theme. Let me get to a phone call. Caller, you're on live with nothing but Knicks. What's popping? No, I was speaking about Marcus Morris, how he's talking about the grit and grind, how he wants to protect the guard and bring the toughness back and stuff, and how a lot of players in the past, they would say the same thing. I've been reading online, people would say, oh, you know, we hear that every year, every guy that comes in saying the same exact thing, but they're not happy about it. But Morris, for example, he's about what he speaks, you know? 
He's about what he preaches, and he has the playoff experience to go along with that. And, you know, with Celtics, he was really good last season in the playoffs. He was one of the most consistent players in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and then now I'm going to repeat what I said. So you guys just got the whole conversation again. My bad. You know how I do sometimes. Um, but anyway, but yeah, Marcus Morris has that reputation. He's done it already in the league. It's not like he's just saying it. Like you said, a lot of people come in and they just say it. He's not just saying it. He has that reputation of actually doing it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I'm glad that they went out and got guys that actually have the reputation of doing it. And living it yeah, and living that experience. Those, he's definitely one of those blue guys that you need on a playoff team, especially. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, I'm glad he's here, and I hope he can stick around for a while. We'll see how that goes, but I hope he can stick around for a while. But, uh, hey, I appreciate yeah, the call, yeah. brother. Yeah, no doubt, man. Take it easy, man. All right, take it easy. Peace. All right. Oh, and you know what I meant to say that I called it? You know, I just recently learned that Rock him. You know, one of my idols, Rakim, lives in Pennsylvania. I didn't know that. That's only a couple. That's like two hours from me. I'm saying, Rakim, you better watch out. If I ever find out where you live, I'm knocking on your door just so I can shake your hand, my brother. Uh, give me a call, ladies and gentlemen. 516-405-2246. Talk to me a little bit about New York Knicks and this old school basketball. The theme of old school basketball. Let's get to another phone call. Call it. You're on live with nothing but Knicks. What's popping? Tim. What's good with you, brother? How you feeling? Um, you know, I, I'm at work, but I had to call in once I saw BK hit the screen. All right. You know what that means? That All means right. I had to call in. I see you. You got the brim tight. You looking real like yeah. you ready to go shoot some jumpers oh, hey, right let's, now. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'll be, I got practice tonight. You know, I, you know I'm feeling, I'm, I'm pumped. I feel amped. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. You, you know, from what you were saying, because I was on the chat, and from what you were saying earlier, and this is what some maybe some of the, the young cats don't don't really understand, <clears throat> like the certain mentality that has to be played here in New York basketball, you know, from the streets on where it was, you know, no blood, no foul. Not that we could, we can't play that way no more in the NBA. We understand that, but there's a certain level of intenseness that has to be brought all of this if i see one of our guys this year taking selfies and trading for uniforms tops or whatever whatever i'm telling you i want him out of town and that's from the top player to the bottom player mm. i don't want to see one of you guys out there swapping jerseys okay Ask Moody what happened last year when he tried to swap jerseys <laughs> with what's the name from with Miami. With Dwayne Wade. And I respect D-Wade, you understand? But that was a, that's a Miami guy. I don't want a Miami jersey. You know, right. we, we know what we know what that what that legacy is all about. You see what I'm saying? So all of it, it's got to be a certain, you know, and BK said it, a certain toughness. Here's a man that never, that never shook hands before the start of a game. Right. You right. understand? You have no, you have no video footage where you can, where, where an opponent can say that BK gave him a dap, a pound, a high five, or anything before the beginning of the game. Because you know why? It never happened. And that's the mentality we got to go in with going forward. I'm gonna go back to work, but I just had to jump on for a quick second. 
All right, so, man. Nick Samuel, you know what it is. Couple of weeks, the journey begins. It Let's begins, it, baby. baby. Hey, listen, I'm 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 ex- I'm as excited for this team as if we got two two huge stars. Really, I am. I feel like I tried to tell you, yo, Sam, from early. You know, yo. everybody was you know a little tight, a little tight on top because of what didn't happen. When I start looking at the pieces, I'm like, you know what? There's some things here. Yeah. Yeah. There's some there's some things here. There's some things here, especially in a weak Eastern Conference. There's some things here that can balance itself out. You know what? I'm a DSJ guy. DSJ, if you're not playing well, guess what? Alfred Payton can come right in and take your spot. He may not be the three, and I heard so. I think I heard with one of the, I don't know, it was Mark or whatever that was talking about, you know, him shooting. You know, if Elbridge Payton hits the mark that he hit in Orlando a couple of years ago, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I just don't yeah. want him trying to shoot four per game. Right, right, right. Yeah, I feel you. You see what I'm saying? You hitting that one, one and a half, two, and you really hot. One day and you really drilling them. Okay, yeah. I'm good with that. Exactly. <laughs> Let's and, and, not be something that you're not. Right, and that's what Fisdale said. We don't want him to try to be Steph Curry. Only Steph Curry could be Steph Curry. We, we yeah. We want you to do what you do and do it well. Yeah, do what you do, do it well. You know, every everybody's here. DSJ is here, and, and one last thing before I run, because I'm, I'm I've, I've said it before. Barrett needs to come off the bench. I'm out. Bam. All right, bro. Later. Peace. Peace. I'm telling y'all, listen, I said it before, man, that you know, it's possible that he could come off the bench as someone like a Wayne Ellington or whoever starts. And maybe it's not Wayne Ellington. I don't know. You know what I mean? But, you know, people was like, oh, Sim, you wilding out right now. You know what I mean? Eh, we get to another phone call. Caller, you're on live with nothing but Knicks. What's popping? How you doing, son? I'm good, brother. How you feeling? I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, man. So, uh, yeah, about, yeah, right now we talk about old school Knicks, man. That was the theme coming out of training camp today was old school Knicks. You know what I'm saying? Playing oh. that old school, old school New York Knicks basketball, that hardcore uh, old school basketball. Let me ask you this. Can it happen in today's league? That's going to be the question. Right, because today's league, everything is designed so that the offense can prosper, right? Everything is designed for the offense to do well. Because you know how it was back in the 90s when every team was, you know, the, the bad boy Pistons kind of set the tone. And then you had the Knicks and other teams, you know, take pieces of what they were doing. You know, and then you had these brawls breaking out all over the place. The game scores was 87 to 88. You know what I mean? Uh, everybody's now accustomed to scores going up 110, 120 points. You know what I'm saying? And, and guys scoring 37 points in the quarter and stuff like that because of the way everything is designed now so that the offense can score because that's going to sell tickets. You know what sure. I'm saying? But can it be done? You know, I mean, it's not going to be exactly that, but that mentality you know, can can we be just that team that people is nervous to come in and play because we're bruisers that way? You know what I'm saying? Regardless of the way things are designed in the NBA today, what do you think? Um, for sure. I mean, I'm only <laughs> I'm only 25, so 
I really wasn't around for the 90s, but I definitely know what you're talking about for sure. Um, I mean, if you look at a team like last year, like the Clippers, that was a team that uh, other teams definitely, they didn't want to play the Clippers. And you've seen it in the playoffs when they got two games from the Warriors. Um, there's there's teams um, in the league currently where uh, they play defense every night. Um, Boston was that before last year. Um, San Antonio is that every year. Miami is that. Um, and they do it without um, necessarily having a fight or uh, assault other players. They do it just playing hard all the time. But it's funny that you asked that question because when we didn't get uh, KD and uh, Kyrie, it was disappointing. But as they put that roster together, and I start seeing the names, Julius Randle, Todd Gibson, Bobby Port. Like, have you looked at Bobby Portis? He, he looks absolutely crazy. Uh, <laughs> no more. I know Marcus he does. Morris, Marcus Morris is a nut. Is a nut. Julius right. Randle is high energy, big, big body. Alonzo Trey is another nut. They got enough crazy people. I said, there's going to be about four to five, four to five fights this year. It In might be. It might be. Sure. it might be. It might be. As soon as I seen that roster, I was like, yeah, yeah. They, they definitely get. Mitchell Robinson is a bug out too. He's another yeah. crazy. Yeah, one. Mitchell Robinson He's got it. Mitchell Robinson got into it with Markeith Morris last yeah. year. Right? Yeah, with the brother. Yeah. Looking right in the eye. That's right. Because right. Morris is tough. So, they got enough uh, uh, players, enough dogs. That's what that's what Marcus was saying, dogs. They got enough dogs where you're going to see Kevin Knox open his mouth this year. He might say a word. Okay. He didn't say anything. Right. He didn't right. scream. Even when he dunked on Ben Simmons, he didn't even scream. He walked away. Right. You might see him start to grab his, you know, you know what I mean? You, yeah, that okay, all play. right. It's going to be great for Frank, too. It's going to be great for Frank. Yeah. It's going to be great for Frank. Yeah, because yeah, that, that kind of attitude permeates through everybody, and everybody starts to pick up a little bit of it. You know what I mean? Everybody starts sure. to pick up a little bit of it. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But, yeah, hey, my man, I appreciate the call, brother. Oh, no doubt, brother. Keep it up. I, I man, have a good one. Peace. And ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, if you're new to the channel, subscribe to the channel. Ring that notification bell. You'll be notified anytime I go live, drop a video, or post in my community section. You can join me on Sportscaster. It's a new platform. It's backed by David Stern and some other professional athletes. You know what I mean? And it's, it's a really nice platform. When I do stream live during a game, I'll be on Sportscaster because they have some uh, some things, some tools on Sportscaster that I'm going to use when I do stream live during the game. So follow me on Sportscaster. Right? And I, I'll put a link in the, in, in the chat so you can follow me on Sportscaster. Also, you know what I mean? On your drive home or your drive to work or if you're just you know, at work and you really can't pull a video up, you can check me out on Spotify too. All right. So let me get back to the video chat. I'm going to come to Andy. I'm going to come to Andy, my man Andy. Um, what's going on, Andy? How you like what you're hearing so far today, man? Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, happy to be joining in. Uh, well, I didn't get to listen to the last interview. Uh, I, no, I'm not talking about Bernard. Uh, I watched Morris. I'm just like a minute off uh, Kevin Knott's interview because I was running late today. But I'm happy to be joining you. I wanted to show off my new haircut. <laughs> yeah, you looking fresh, man. I seen it. You looking yeah. fresh. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but to be serious, um, I hopped in because I wanted you know, just to plug in one or two sentences about Fizz's yesterday's interview. Uh, when he was talking about, you know, Frank stealing some plays from France and stuff like that. That was the thing I was expecting he's going to say on media day. And uh, that would be perfect. But right. on the second day of you know, training day, I'll take it as well. Yeah, not, I mean, but that's a good thing. That's a great thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that, that was the perfect words he used. Just yeah. everything. Only thing that maybe t- tickled me a little bit is that he said that he saw like 90% of the game. It's like, man. Fans even watch every minute of it. Yeah. So why didn't you? But, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Normal, you know. You know maybe uh, maybe him and his wife had a date or yeah. early in the morning. Who knows? That's I don't know. know. Um, exactly. But you know if if Jeff Horn is set or if David Fisdale, you know, if they would have did it last not last year, but if they would have did it um, when Frank Here's first came back, in, yeah. first came into the league, it may have helped his transition a little bit more. But you know what, hey. Let, let, let's see if it works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's see. Let's see if they it works. They just have other basketball philosophies, man. Then, then, then we do even so. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if and it works. And they're in charge now, so. <laughs> right. Uh, I want to get to Isaiah real quick. Yeah, you before he gets caught off again by the yeah. internet. Yeah, he's probably gonna get. You know, probably gonna get caught. You know what I mean? Find out, Isaiah. Let me ask you a question. What's up? Did you get a? Have you gotten a demerit yet, or been written up yet? Because you've been on with me during the day. If so, I apologize, nah. but I'm not shooting you no cash if that happens, so don't come asking for it. <laughs> Listen, man, nah, nah, we good. My my head my head manager, let's just let's just say we 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 cool. We cool like that. All right, that's what's up. But listen, man, everybody wants that old school Knicks, Isaiah. Oh my God. Everybody wants that feeling. Sin, but let me ask sin, you, let me sin, but, sin. But, but, I, I get it. Let me just ask you this, man. Let me ask you this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, your shirt's real colorful. You look like a grade school kid with the shirt. But anyway, uh, let me ask you this. Can so, it happen, though? Can it happen? Can they really? I mean, they can have the mentality, but can they really bring it back with the way the NBA is played, with the way the game is played today? Uh, yes. They can bring it back in a more smart, efficient way that fits the NBA today. They can be dogs on, they can be dogs on the court. Um. We got the personnel, like I said earlier, I think we could be a top 15 defense. I don't want to say top 10 because top 10, you're getting, you're getting into the playoffs. I don't care what nobody says. You got top 10 defense, you get into the playoffs. Top 15, for sure. We got the dogs. We got the mentality. I think the biggest thing, that, and people are going to make fun of it, and people are going to wonder why we did it, but I see why we paid Top Gibson that money, man, to get in here, man. Mm-hmm. He's a He's a – Tom Thibodeau kind of guy. He's a Tom Thibodeau guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've, yeah. I always listen. I never, I, I never respected him. I never respected Tom Thibodeau on the offensive end, and I hated how he ran his plays to the ground. But defensively, I've never not admired him for that. His plays played hard. And then you got dudes like Marcus Morris that you know you get the notification from Bleach Report that this dude's talking about. You know what? We nobody. I don't want. I don't want anybody coming to MSG disrespecting us. And I just said, give yo, give the Knicks have my money right now, man. We haven't had nobody talk like that in two or three years. Yeah. Talking about, you know, don't disrespect in the home court. There's no, you know, flipping bottles and all that other stuff, man. That's and right. all the crap that these players was doing, man. Like I said, like I said last night to you, son, it, it to me it would be a shame if Fizdo, you know, he said he watched ninety percent of Frank's, you know, games. You can't not play this kid with Mitchell Robinson. After you've seen what he did with Woody Gobert, you can't. 
Nah, you, I, you, 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 you would not be, you would not be doing the team justice by not having those two on the floor together for a defensive stop, at least for defensive purposes. You, you be not talking about what you want to preach, man. I think when you got a lineup of like, you know, Morris, Frank, Mitchell, um, at Tops Gisham, man, you're talking about, I, I think that, that telling you son, this, this team can be a smart, efficient defense, man. We bring the right personnel in here to be good. Yeah. And, and I like what you're saying about Frank and Mitchell Robinson playing together. Uh, Frank did him and Rudy Gobert had good ESP together. We'll see if it happens, you know, with Mitchell. Now, of course, Mitchell Robinson is a little bit younger. So, you know, his roles may not be, He's, he's know, not going to have the same basketball IQ yet as Rodi Gobert yeah, to make have, sure he he's not, he's not gets have, all the angles and stuff. But that'll come. That'll come yeah. on the offensive side. But and, having them two, you know, you know, defensively, like you're saying, is uh, you know that that'll be key. And I'm pretty sure we're going to see them together a lot. Yeah. Hey, Sam, can I say one thing, Sam? And, I, and, I, and I'll say this. Uh, I'll say this about Mark. And Mark was right about it. <laughs> to give Mark credit, Mark was <laughs> right about how Frank plays good with a defensive big. Because even with, you know, with, you know, I don't want to, I hate saying his name, but KP, when there is a reason people are, people don't take this as serious as they should. There is a reason why when KP and Frank played, that was our best, that year they had like a, it was ridiculous of how they held opponents down to 100 points when they were on the floor together. Man, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm telling you, Sam, and I, and I know you know it, but if you put Frank with a defensive big, it's, it's almost like, I'm telling you, we can be a very, really, Really great defensive team, yeah, well. and like you said, Mitch. I mean, Mitch not Mitch is not going to be on the level of Rudy Gobert, not right now. But like you said, he's young. He got the ability. He he actually is more athletic than uh he is than, uh, way Rudy. more athletic. He's more athletic. Way more athletic than Rudy Gobert. Yeah, okay. you know. But, but hey, I, I want right. to get I want to get to listening to uh, Kevin Knox. All right, uh, the last interview for the day, and and then you know we can take and we can dissect that a little bit. All right. And uh, listen, guys, man, I'm, I'm glad you guys, you know, I know some of you guys are at work. Don't get in trouble. Please don't get in trouble. You know what I mean? Just, uh, you know, you know, take it easy. All right. We, let's listen to Kevin Knox. So uh, how has the first three practices been? Is, does it feel different than last season? Yeah, I mean, practice has been going great. Great energy, great uh, competition. Uh, we've been getting up and down a little bit. Uh, but overall, I think we've had a, a good first three practices. I think uh, we got the culture culture through to all the new players. I mean, great energy in the gym. Everyone cheering each other up, learning from the older guys. So, I mean, it's very competitive. A lot of different energy from last year. You like having another Kentucky guy here with Julius? Oh, yeah, man. Kentucky's always family, I man. That's one thing when you go there. I mean, you always be being. I mean, everywhere you go, you're going to find some Kentucky family. So, it's good to have him in here. I mean, I've been uh, doing getting some shots up with him. Uh, talk to him, trying to get learn some new uh, things, offense and defensive. So it's always great to have another Kentucky player on the team. Did, did you know him much before? Uh, I mean, a little bit, not really. I mean, when I was at Kentucky, he came and talked back to the team a little bit. So I, I talked to him a little bit there. But I mean, this is the first time I actually got to communicate with him and actually sit down and talk with him. Has Bernard? Have you talked to Bernard since he's been? Here yeah, yeah, I talked to him this morning. Uh, I mean, last year uh, he kind of, he kind of, we had, had dinner. I mean, I met with him like three or four times last year, uh, just trying to pick his brain. He's one of the greatest scorers of all time, so he just gave me some tips here and there. I mean, uh, just telling me something about his history, telling me some stuff about uh, my game where he's been watching. I mean, he watches pretty much all the games, so he just gave me some tips here and there. So it's always good to learn from someone like that. I mean, uh, it's, it's a great player in NBA history. 
Uh, I mean, so I always want to be able to uh, pick his brain and learn new things from him. What's the best advice you got from him in terms of like, scoring? I mean, he just, I mean, he he's a different he's different when it comes to that. I mean, he's got spots on the court that he he works on Yo, before practice, after practice, before the games that he just wants to go to each spot before the game and be able to knock those shots down, kind of master those spots. Yo, so it's kind of just telling me to master some of the shots and moves that I'd like to do. And just master those moves before you move on to something else. How much different is the offense this year compared to last year? I mean, we're kind of running some, some, uh, similar stuff. I mean, a lot of flow game, a lot of pick and roll. I mean, a lot of just getting everyone involved. I mean, he hasn't really put no plays in or anything like that, but I mean, everyone's pretty, pretty uh, doing a good job of just adapting to the new offense. I mean, got a lot more time than we did last year, so I mean, we're just trying to get to know each other. The uh, point guard's trying to get to know each other, um, all the players' movements and stuff like that. So just playing more freely right now, just getting up and down, uh, just trying to pass the ball and show the game. All the young guys on the team. Uh, I don't know, like what, whether you what you think of the playbook so far, just what you guys have done in uh, practice. Do you feel like it's a little more complex this season as opposed to last year? Uh, Fizz actually hasn't put no plays in. Okay. I mean, he's just kind of just put more of like little some um, like fast break uh, stuff in, some flow game and stuff like that. He hasn't really put any plays or any set plays at all yet. I mean, he just wants us to master our fast break, master our uh, flow game before we get into all the other stuff. Has anyone stood out or impressed you? Some of the new guys are a rookie in the first couple of days. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good, a lot of good guys out here. I mean, uh, he's not new, but Frank's been doing really well. I mean, lately, I mean, just bringing defensive energy. Uh, Marcus Morris can really shoot the ball. Uh, Lamar Peters is another guy that's really a pest on the ball defensively. I mean, Julius had a great practice today. I mean, he he, he was really um, just being more of a leader today, talking to me, talking to some of the other players. So, I mean, it's always good to have some of those older guys in the gym, uh, just kind of just talking through uh, the young guys through each play, each possession, just teaching them new things. Yeah, you could def definitely develop if you're not playing as much. I mean, there's a lot of guys in the league that start off when they first come in, don't play that, uh, play much at all, and then they become very superstars. Uh, so, I mean, just might just stand in the gym, stay confident in yourself, working on your game in the summer, uh, learning the offense, I mean, practice. I mean, there's a lot of, lot of guys in the league that I can name that, I mean, just started off not really doing much, but just progressed and kept developing into great superstars. Was that hard on you at all last year to be a rookie and be asked there was times where mm -hmm. you, were the, you were the lead option? And yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't hard at all, but I mean, it did get tough. I mean, it was there's a lot of stretches where I, I, I struggled a little bit, but I mean, people in my circle just kept me up, stayed confident in myself. The coaching staff, I mean, just make sure that I stay in the gym, getting shots up, and uh, then just keep progressing. So as the year went on towards mid-season, end of the year, I just felt more comfortable on the court. I think I just slowed down. But, I mean, there's a lot of times where it was tough. Uh, but I wouldn't say it was hard because, I mean, that's just something that you, you get uh, prepared for life. I mean, it's a tough moment, so you just got to be able to get through it. Have you given any uh, advice to RJ about being a first-round pick coming to this market, how to handle it? I mean, he's, he's very confident himself. I mean, just, just the way he plays. I mean, he knows that he really can get to the basket. He's a really underrated passer. So, I mean, I talk to him here and, uh, here and there. I mean, uh, he, he kind of knows that you just got to be able to bounce back each game. You got 82 games, so, I mean, one, one tough game is not going to just hurt you the rest of the season. You got to be able to bounce back in this league because there's so many games. Play four games a week. I mean, uh, one tough game is not going not gonna to affect you throughout the whole season. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you see Kevin Knox looking big. You know, you definitely can see that he hit the weights. 
this summer. You know, we talked about that a couple of streams ago. Um, I do. Okay. We do notice that he said Frank Nilekina has been one of the standout guys, at least defensively. You know what I mean? That's where Frank Nilekina has got to stake his claim on this team. Um, so, you know, we'll get that out the way because I know French Knicks podcast. I'm coming to you next French Knicks podcast. Um, but I want to know, is Kevin Knox ready to step his game up to the next level? Is he ready to step his game up? And, and he seems when I'm listening to him and watching him in interviews, he's much more comfortable. Uh, his personality is coming out a little bit more. Uh, he seems more confident. I know when we watched him in summer league, he looked more confident. Uh, he looked very confident when we watched him in summer league, you know, um, I want to know. Uh, that's one of French Knicks podcast. I'm coming to you next. I want to know. Do you think Kevin Knox is ready to take that next step? Is he ready to take that next step and become, you know, uh, a prime time player for the Knicks? All right. So French coming to you, brother. Go ahead. It's on you, my man. What's up, uh, Sam? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And and just to let everybody know, man, we got the nice European connection during the daytime you know what yeah, i'm saying because these guys can get yeah, on with us during brother. the day so yeah it's all good go ahead brother so you know i like what uh, nox said um, you know about his development and also the team chemistry and i think he will be really good this year on the uh, new offense system so i think it's a good mix a good fit with him and morris at the three i think they can both have 24 minutes, you know. So I think Nox will play well with Frank at the same time, you know. So overall, I think that the, the first three training at the training camp was really important for Nox, Barrett, Frank, DSG, and Alfred. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. I'm, I'm going to come back to you because I know you want to talk about Frank, but I want to get to Mike. Uh, so guys, let, let Mike know I'm coming to him. All right, Mike. What's your of take, course. man? They're, what? they're very important, my man. Ways. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. You, you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, man. Um, is Kevin Knox ready to take that next step forward? I think it's a very well possibility that he can. Uh huh. But um, I think I think this year he might take a, ne a next step, next step. So all right. So so tell me. What's a what's the next step for you? The next step for me is, I guess, him playing better on defensive. Yes, league. definitely. And and if he plays better on the defensive end, and is able to do what he continued to do last year on the offensive end, I think he'll he'll, he'll take the next step that way. Okay. Definitely on yeah. the defensive end. He's definitely got to take that step on the defensive end because he was one of the worst in the league last year. Because uh, yeah, he, he saw some flashes of it last year when he was averaging 1.2 blocks in the mm -hmm. beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and I think a lot with uh, Frank is, I mean, I'm sorry, with, with Kevin Knox's confidence. You know I'm saying just being confident, and that's going to come with time. You know what I mean? It's going to come with time with him. Just He's with grown men. Uh, but the, the guys that he's with now, you know, they're going to make sure they're going to help him become confident. And, you know, he can sit back. He doesn't have to be the man this year. You know what I mean? So I feel like 
I don't think they should sit him though. I, I feel like, like he needs to start, or that that might hurt the way he's he's his development. You think so? You think so? See, yeah, I, I tend to think that him not starting could help him. I, I don't know that he, from everything that I heard, because if you remember last year, he started off coming off the bench. Frank Nilakina was a starting three uh, for the first few games. You know, when Kevin Knox was coming off the bench. Um, I don't know if you know. I don't know if it's gonna hurt his confidence. I don't know if it'll hurt his confidence. Yeah, yeah. I think Marcus, the reason why I say it might okay is okay. because like they they put all of their effort in him in the first year. That 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 was the guy right. before Mitch. You know, started d- doing what he started to do, and if. He feels like he's being pushed to the side if he gets benched. That's how I think he might feel. That's why I'm saying it might it might hurt him. Okay. Well, it, it'd definitely yeah. be something to watch for. I mean, I tend to think I think that you know he'll welcome the tutelage. Uh, you know, you, you heard him. They were asking him about you know guys that don't get a lot of playing time. You know, can you still develop if you're not getting as much playing time? And he, like you said, yeah, there's been a bunch of guys who didn't get a lot of playing time and they end up being stars. Uh, look, David Fisdale said it. He said it today. You know, there is a chance that guys like Knox and uh, Dennis Smith Jr. And, and Mitchell Robinson and Alonzo Trier don't get the same amount of minutes because there's more talent. You know what I mean? It's going to be up to them to get those minutes. So, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, we, you know, they got to go get it. It's not just going to be given to them. They got to go get it. Caller, y'all live with nothing but Knicks. What's popping? Yo, what's up, Sam? This is Kevon from uh, Maryland. Hey, what's going on, Kevon? How you feeling, man? You going to the game Monday? Um, no, I'm not going to the game on Monday, but I will be going to the Knicks versus Pelicans on October 18th preseason. Okay. All right, uh-huh. all and right. Pretty, That's what's it up. It's pretty cool because uh, our team, our team is so deep hey. that, like, you know, preseason wise, like, I want to see everybody play. You know, like, there's no really scrubs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to see everybody. But matter of fact, Kevin Knox even pointed out Lamar Peters. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, as a cool. as a, you know, you know, as a guy that was bringing it defensively and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, for sure, man. What's up? What's up? So we still yeah. talking about Kevin Knox? Yep, yeah, we still talking about Kevin Knox and can he take that next step? Yeah. So um, about Kevin Knox, I mean, you look at him, man. He's he's like he's Jack. I mean, like. He's uh way stronger. It seems like um he really took it to heart when it came to um getting stronger. Um hopefully he still has that nice touch with that little floater. Um I think he if I think he could continue to develop and master that. But you know, like last year, you know, his game was cool and all. Um it's just that like when he when he used to go to the rim, he used to shy away much too much from contact. I think his just his finishing style was just a little bit too soft. For his um, and just too much floating away from contact. Hopefully this year we see a lot more moments like the ones we saw when uh, he dunked on Ben Simmons. Um, you know that play was just kind of perfect, perfect setup. You know he kind of got the ball off a off an offensive rebound. The play kind of broke down, so he was able to um, you know dunk on Simmons. But you know hopefully we see a lot more of him finishing through contact. Um, and you know you know. Because it seems like last year the only player that really got better at finishing around the rim, to me, in my opinion, was Moutier. Um, but like Fisdale, you know, like that was the number one thing I thought Fisdale, you know, was going to bring. He, you know, Fisdale said that in Miami 
they really um, have a whole layup and finishing program. Um, so I was expecting to see better finishing from all of our players. Um, so hopefully we'll see that from Knox with the strength. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen. I mean, definitely he. You know, he's bigger. He looks bigger. Shoulders look bigger. Uh, I think he's going to do a better job finishing. What I want to see him do is, you know, extend to the basket. I talk about it a lot, extend to the basket. Last year, a lot of times he would let the ball up a little bit early instead of extending. You know what I mean? I want to see him extend to the basket, get those fouls, go to the foul line. Uh, and look, Knox might be a 40% three-point shooter this year. That'd be nice. He might be be real nice. He he might knock it down for 40% this year. I think last season – Kevin Knox was, I think he was 30, was he 36% from three last year? Mm-hmm. 35 or 36% from three last year? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know what? I didn't, it was a little bit surprising to me when I looked it up. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and from yeah. what we've seen in in, in in Summer League, let me see if I can pull, I'm, I'm going to try to pull this up real quick. From what we've seen in Summer League, Shot looked a little bit more pure. Oh, he's 34% from three last season. That's decent. That's pretty decent as a rookie. All right, so maybe let me not give him 40%. Let me give him 37%. I'm going to say 37%. That's a prediction I'm going to have. Knox is going to shoot 37% from three this year. That's yeah. what I'm going with. Yeah. But, and, uh, and, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, maybe it's going to be year two. Um, which is where we are now, year three, year four when it comes to Knox, where I really want to start looking left and right. I want to look at um, Macau Bridges. I want to look at Miles Bridges, uh, you know, because uh, last draft it was all about do we choose one of the bridges or, you know, and then Knox was his dark horse. Like I, 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 I strongly believe, I'm, I'm sticking my neck out here, but I strongly believe I was one of the first ones to take a look at this Kevin Knox kid from Kentucky. And I was like, you know what, this kid got the frame. Um, he could shoot. Um, his his like jumper looks really looks really good. And I was saying like like he looks like the prototypical like you know uh, he has a prototypical game and a prototypical you know the prototypical body for the I modern yeah. NBA. Um, and I think we start. I think we're starting to see that. I mean, year two. I think the weight the weight and the strength is going to do him wonders for his game as long as he can continue to shoot the ball well. Um, guys like Marcus Morris um, in practice is really going to sharpen Kevin Knox because, yeah. um, you know, it just helps to have that one bully on your team who um, during practice is not your friend, but then when it's game time, you got that as an ally. So um, from like, you know, a year or two, I do think Knox, Knox is going to step up. I think it's really going to be about the percentages, not really about the overall uh, points per game because we just have too many minutes to spread around. Um, but I definitely want to start looking left and right. I want to look at the bridges, uh, both Miles and uh, Macau, um, and you know see what we got when it comes to uh, comparing him to other guys in his draft yeah. class. Okay. All right. Hey, my man, I appreciate the call, bro. I right, appreciate. All right, have a good one. Come on. And uh, I want to say to the chat, real quick. Uh, I need you guys, especially Isaiah. Isaiah, I'm gonna dedicate this one to you, right? But but it's but it's a message for everybody, all right? Because you keep coming in and out, in and out, right? You keep coming in and out, in and out. When you come in, you gotta mute yourself automatically, 
right? Because like Andy's letting you in. Andy can't mute you. Oh, so you got to mute yourself because you're coming in making noise, and I know what you're doing. Like every time your manager walks by, you're hiding the phone so he don't see you talking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly what you're doing. You're hiding the phone, act like you're doing some work or whatever, and then you got to come back into the chat. But when you come back into the chat, but that's for everybody. When Andy lets you in, he can't mute you, so you have to mute yourself when you come in so that you you don't come in. And there he goes again, hiding, hiding from his boss. See, doing that. But anyway. Why you keep why you keep coming in and out? What you doing? It's my connection. Oh, well, anyway, I'm about to head off anyway. You know what I'm saying? So why don't you give me your last words so you don't get fired? Oh, yeah, man. Great. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, you know, great show as always, Sam. You know, you've been killing it, man. And I know you you're going nonstop right now. So shout out to you. Shout out to Andy. Shout out to Mike. Shout out to who's Mark. Um, listen, man, I, I I'm calling in now, Sam. I'm predicting it. I know you're going to do predictions one day before the season starts. But I am predicting now. This will be a lot of people's favorite Knicks team of the last 25 years. Okay. I can see that. I can definitely this see that. This is going to be one of the Knicks. This is going to be one of the people's favorite teams in the last 25 years. All right. 25 years. I can see that happening. Minus can... my... Just so, just so everybody be clear, it's not going to be better than well, the I, I don't know 54 about 25 win. The 54 years. Win. I, I don't know if it's going to be the favorite in 20, 25 years. I don't know about 25 years. Well, how about the last 20 years? Because that means the 99 Knicks was in there. So I'm going to minus them. 20, this 20 last 20 years is going to be every, this is going to be, this is going to be yeah. one of, yeah. one of most Knicks fans favorite teams. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to let you rock, man. All right, so you don't I don't want to get trouble. fired. Don't get fired. You know what I'm saying? You had that pink <laughs> slip in your office mailbox. When you, when, when Yo, you shout out to Andy anyway. for the fresh cut, by the way. I know you got a black barber yeah. now. So shout out to Andy. All right, man. <laughs> All right. Andy, I'm going to come to you, man. Give us some last words real quick, Andy. Yeah, uh, happy that these episodes are maybe a little bit shorter, but at least we can join in from Europe uh, before bed time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ne- next show is what, on Friday? Uh, next show is tomorrow night, yeah. Yeah, we're going to do a late night. one. So it'll be a late one. It's, it'll, yeah, it'll be a late one tomorrow night. Cool, cool. Uh, and two things, Sim. One, uh, I, I don't know how Isaiah was getting in the room. I wasn't letting him in. Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it looked like he had some admin rights or stuff like that. I don't know. I didn't give him no admin rights unless he hacked it. He must he must yeah, have hacked something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, know. You, you, Sam, you need to watch out who you're taking to your home, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> exactly. So, thing, to, the, to all the fans, shout out to you. Remember to watch Sim and the rest of us on Sportscaster. If you right. go into work, just plug in the link, watch for a few minutes so we get the count up. We're top 10 at the last few minutes ago I was checking. Yeah. So top 10 is, is a good, you know, place. But we were top three at the moment, like uh, yesterday or something like that. So yeah. you got to get higher, man. Yeah, that's and that's what, what we, uh, that's what we trying to do, man. man. That's what we're trying to do. Get that sportscaster up. Exactly. You watch know. at work, watch at home, watch, I don't know, on the way from work to home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. Oh, Peace and out, that uh, you, you should be getting that Frank Nilakina poster anytime now. Yo, believe me, it's going to be hanging somewhere around there. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right, man.
Later. Yeah, peace out. Peace. And Mike. Hey. You wanna give um, us some last words, bro, before before I get up out of here? Yeah, um, first of all, I just wanna say thank you for letting me join this conversation. Um I've been watching the show for the last two years, so it's you've been doing some good things. Um and I just wanna say I hope we perform at the way I think we all think we could do. Um and maybe we could make it to the playoffs this year. I would hope for that, but you know, as long as our as our young players are getting better, that's that's good for me go. too. All right, man. I appreciate it. Well, yo, I appreciate you joining us, man, whenever you can. Keep working hard, man. Keep working hard. You got to become that doctor. You got to do it. Yeah. All right. All right, later, man. Peace. Later. Mark? Yo, Sim, I wanted to throw my phone when you said Knox is going to be a 40% shooter. I wanted to throw my phone. You must have not kept listening. I brought it down to 37 Oh, okay. See, because see, I brought it down to 37. He shot 34 40... last year. He shot 34% last year. It's not a stretch that he can shoot 37. Uh, no, that's not a stretch, but 40 is like J.J. Reddick territory. He can't shoot like Reddick. Oh, let's see. Let, 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 let's see what he does when he gets in the league. It's a different team. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be set up. He's going to get a lot more open shots this year. You know what I'm saying? No, so let's is. see. Let's see. He's gonna get a lot of open shots. Let's see. It's gonna be a. It's gonna but, be but, a. But but also but also just because he shoots forty percent, just because someone shoots forty percent, it still doesn't mean that they're shooting like Reddick. See, Reddick shoots plays different. Reddick is gonna catch the ball off of a handoff and just pull up, right? Uh, yeah. You know, run around off of screens and pull up. Kevin Knox but isn't makes, gonna do that. He makes a lot of difficult. Yes. Yes. Shots, yes. So. And still at forty percent. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Kevin Knox isn't going to do that. Kevin Knox is going to be more, you know, he's spotting up in the corner or whatever, and, 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 and it gets kicked out to him, and he can knock it down. It's going to be more like that. Let's see, man. If if You never know. He's, he's going to shoot 34% from three as a rookie was good. No, it's good. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, it's good. I, so let's like see said, if he can get he, it up to 37. I, with him, I'm confident because when I hear him speak, honestly – I get more excited to hear him speak more than anybody else on the team. Because when I hear him speak, it's like I'm listening to Fizz all over again, over and over. Mm. So, I, 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 I'm I'm kind of feeling feeling Knox Knox right now because he's conscious in what he wants to do and and what the, what the coach want him to be. So they have confidence in him. So you know, I I, I like that the coach the coach is doing his thing as much as people think that. He don't have the, he don't have the the say of the players, but it is what it is, though. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, man. Well, I'm gonna head up out of here. All right, this show is gonna replay again tonight, Mark. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you out. Appreciate you for joining us. Yeah. I'll talk to you later, man. Peace. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the show is gonna replay again tonight. Uh, probably. 9 30 10 o'clock is going to replay so it will be a replay but still you can join in and talk to some knicks fans that didn't get a chance to join in earlier today all right it's going to replay tonight tomorrow i'll be on again at uh 11 i'm not going to be on during the day tomorrow i'll be on during the evening tomorrow all right uh and then over the weekend we'll see what's going to happen i got some things planned over the weekend i may be uh i may be mia over the weekend I try not to be, but I might be. 
But anyway, have a great rest of your work day. Great rest of your work week. It is Thursday, you know, and the week is it's to, it's to an end, man. So enjoy it. Celebrate it. And we got a lot of Nick stuff to talk about. How much better How much better can it get? And then Monday, we get to see the Knicks in action. Anyway, subscribe to the channel, ladies and gentlemen. Hit that like button. Hit me with that thumbs up. All right? Ring that notification bell. Follow me on Sportscaster. Like I said, it's another platform. I'm streaming the Sportscaster right now. So if you're on Sportscaster, follow me. Streaming the Sportscaster right now. It's a nice platform. And when I start to call some of the Knicks games every once in a while, I'll be doing it on Sportscaster. All right. I'll probably do it on both, but it'll be on Sportscaster too. They have a nice setup. They got the score up and all kinds of stuff. So it's pretty dope. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, follow me on all, on all of those platforms. Enjoy yourself at work. I'm out, man. I'll catch y'all later. Peace. Peace.